having a big mission and especially one that hits home, like right here in the United States, is an incredible way to build the necessary talent for a new startup. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Blake Mikowski, the founder of Tom Shoes and the co-founder of MadeFur. Blake, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Oh, for sure. Well, you have one of the stories I think has become kind of entrepreneurial lore out there when it comes to founding Tom Shoes and now your new adventure. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, it's great. It's, you know, it's really fun to be part of a startup again and something that I think can have such a huge impact on so many people in our country. So I feel very blessed to be uh, taking on a big mission all over again. Well, let's start with that first big mission that you took on. I think everybody knows the story of how you founded Tom's and what what you did with that business. But I'd love to kind of find out what, as you think about your new venture, what's one of the biggest entrepreneurial lessons that you took away from the journey you had at Tom's? I think the the biggest thing that I took away is, you know, is really um, when you're focused on building a business that has a, a big mission and specifically one that can serve so many people, it's really easy to build incredible cu- culture in your company and attract amazing talent. You know, we have uh, one of the top neuroscientists from Stanford, Andrew Huberman, on our team. We have amazing uh, psychologists from Harvard, other scientists from other top universities. And, you know, at first when I was trying to put together this kind of dream team of scientists on human behavior and human flourishing, I thought it was going to be really challenging to do because they're very busy and they spend a lot of their times in the labs and they get a lot of requests for their time and attention. But when we told them that our mission was to really help, you know, specifically initially people in the United States eliminate some of the suffering that comes from modern living, you know, and use the science that they have studied in their lab to help people, you know, sleep better and eat better and feel better and be more connected and more grateful. Every single one of them just signed on immediately. You know, so many of these scientists have dedicated their lives to something like how do you optimize the perfect night's sleep? Or, you know, how do you really declutter your life, both in your work life and in your personal life in a way that frees your mind up to be more creative and giving them the opportunity to get that science out of their labs and into the hands of people in a way that they could not only learn these habits, but more importantly, sustain them. Everyone jumped on. And I think I learned that because there was the same case with Tom's when we said we're going to sell shoes so that we can give shoes to children in need. We had some of the top talent in the country join the company. So I think having a big mission and especially one that hits home, like right here in the United States, is an incredible way to build the necessary talent for a new startup. When you look at this, you know, building one company is tough and it's a roller coaster, as you know. Building another company is uh, even more difficult. So what was the impetus that had you want to jump back on and uh, build a second venture? Yeah, it's such a great question, Dave. And, you know, after, you know, spending, you know, over a decade building Tom's, you know, building it to a half a billion dollar business, giving 96 million children shoes. I mean, I felt pretty dang content 
with the entrepreneur business aspect of my life. I'm also a huge mountain climber and surfer and have all these other hobbies. And to be honest, and I have two, two kids and one adopted kid. So I, I wasn't really thinking that I was going to jump back into a startup or a business, at least until my kids went to college and they're like, you know, five and two. So um, it's really surprising that I'm talking to you now, you know, leading the charge for an incredibly fast growing startup at this time. But, you know, I think what happened was, is I had a deeply profound personal experience that radically changed my life and my mental health and my well-being and my physical health. And so much so that my only response out of the gratitude for my experience was to share this with as many people as possible. And in doing that, I developed this made for program, which is a a 10 month program where people learn a new habit and practice one practice a month for 10 months. And they're the exact habits and practices I learned from some of the top scientists in the world. And um, I just felt like I had to share it. And that turned into a new business. So let's talk about that program. So you've got the 10 month program. How did you go about finding those experts? And how did you decide the order that you would do the program in? So, yeah, so I was on this journey to really learn from the best minds in science around how people would really live their best life, who's really flourishing and why, and most particularly, why I wasn't feeling that way. You know, I had all the kind of markers of success, an incredible business, helped millions of kids around the world, a great family, friends. But in 2017, I found myself quite burnt out and actually diagnosed with mild depression. And as I looked deep into it, what I recognized was there were a lot of these basic things from a physical and mental and even purposeful level that I kind of put on the back burner when I was charging and working so hard in building Tom's. And at that same time, I met a gentleman who ultimately became my business partner named Pat Dossett. And he was a Navy SEAL for nine years and had a very specific focus on after his time on the teams of really human potential and flourishing. And so when I talked to him about some of my own struggles, he and I together agreed to reach out to the scientific community. And the first person we reached out to was a neuroscientist at Stanford named Andrew Huberman. And Andrew Huberman really opened our eyes to this idea of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset and how the neuroplasticity in your brain can allow you to learn and sustain new habits that will make a huge difference in your life no matter how old you are. The other thing that Andrew really helped us do is he helped us identify the other top scientists studying really critical habits like human connection, gratitude, breath work, sleep all around the country. And so we just kind of went on this one year long research and experimentation phase where we not only tested these practices on ourselves, but really learned from these scientists. And ultimately what we found, it was, it's really funny. We were trying to create a program we thought we were that would last for one year. I mean, I think from a marketing standpoint and a kind of a buy-in standpoint, a 12 month program just sounds right. But after doing extensive research for over a year, we found that there weren't 12 things. There were only 10. A4 program is only 10 months. Um, And with those 10 things, we spent a lot of time testing on ourselves and with beta groups to really understand 
what is the proper order. And the order is really set to really coincide with neuroplasticity and how you can not only learn, but sustain these habits. So some people would say they sequentially get harder. I actually think that you're just priming your brain and your, you know, kind of your mindset so that you can take on different ones in the order that they go. But ultimately they end with helping all of our members answer this question that I believe all of us answer or want to answer at some point in our life. And that is, what am I made for? And that's where the name made for comes from. So I think one of the most fascinating parts of the program is the fact while everything in the world is going digital, you guys chose to go analog. So what really drove that choice of doing an analog program and this great box that has these curated items in it, et cetera? I think the answer to many of my questions you'll ask today will be one word, and that is science. You know, my my business partner, Pat Dossett, like I said, Navy SEAL for nine years, he is the most non-bullshit guy you'll ever meet. He is just allergic to anything that feels like a fad or a trend or, you know, anything like that. And um, while there's huge trends in using digital devices to tell us our heart rate and our sleep and all these things, and there's all these you know, companies that are growing rapidly on helping us with mindfulness and meditation online. What the science showed was it is extremely difficult to learn and sustain a new habit if you're constantly digitally distracted. So we decided to make our program completely analog in which we send you a kit once a month. And in that kit, you're going to learn one basic thing. Now, these are not crazy biohacking, like out there stuff. I mean, this is stuff like how can you absolutely know that you're doing everything possible in a very simple way to optimize and get the perfect amount of sleep, the right amount of deep sleep, the amount of REM sleep. Like we're really looking at like, how do you wake up feeling more refreshed than you've ever felt in your life? And why scientifically is that so important for your longevity and your mental clarity and your mood? So the thing is, is we decided that we, it was going to be more expensive and it was going to take more time, but ultimately we're all about effectiveness and the effect, most effective way to help someone learn a new habit or practice and sustain it is to eliminate the digital distraction from the program. And so you do obviously use the internet or your device to sign up for the program. You sign up at getmadefor.com. But once you sign up, there's very little digital interaction beyond that. And everything that you need comes in the box each month. And in that box, we have the curated science. So we take literally decades of science and curate it to about a 25-minute read that has been written by uh, an incredible writer who really can distill complex science into very easy-to-understand concepts. The second thing is either one or two tools that Made For has designed specifically for helping you adopt and learn that habit. And then the third thing in the box is your challenge card and your accountability measures so that you can really stay on track during the month as you learn that new habit and practice. So as you launch the business, what do you find is the the spark for somebody signing up for Made For? What do you think people are searching when they start working with you? Yeah, I think at some point, just like my own journey, 
is you need some form of a pain point. I don't think it necessarily needs to be a huge pain point. Like I was experiencing, you know, mild depression and burnout, but it kind of is like one of these things where you kind of wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I really just don't sleep as well as I did when I was in my twenties. And I, and it's getting worse as I get older and I don't really know what to do about it. Or, you know, I always am dependent on that double espresso shot in the afternoon to give me energy and something innately just doesn't feel right on that. Like, I feel like I'm you know, running my adrenals and that's going to catch up with me. Or, you know, I, I, I've been working so hard as an entrepreneur or a CEO or an executive that I really lost touch with some of my closest friends. And I really want to understand how that human connection and what are some very simple but effective ways that don't take a lot of time, but maybe will help me feel more connected and that might help me feel better in my life. So it's all these little things that lead. It's usually not a big thing. And like I like to say is, you know, we have, as we know, major mental health crisis in our country with you know so many people on antidepressants or so many people having to take sleep aids or some type of pharma to feel better we're not you know substituting that we're trying to get to people way before they get to that point now you know because the thing is is if we can help people develop these strong baselines that really make them feel great and help them mentally and physically and connect them more and help them sleep better and help their bodies move better and get rid of those aches and pains if we can do that then they're less likely to go down this path of of having what i would call as a real mental health crisis Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. So you talk about the the pain points and the mental health crisis that we're faced with. Yeah, that has gotten worse over the last few months as we dealt with the pandemic and COVID. What have you seen in terms of the impact on your business and how people have responded? Yeah, it's actually, you know, I mean, it was so fascinating about COVID is I think it has like these multiple effects on people's businesses, often negative at first and then now sometimes positive. Ours is exactly that. We launched the company on March 4th, so literally right before COVID. We had done a year's worth of beta testing with 1,300 people before that. So we had been operational and we had worked out all the kinks. But in terms of new customers, March 4th was our first class. And, you know, we have about 1,500 people going through the program right now that started then. And two things have happened. One, you know, it was just hard to promote what we were doing in March and April because the news cycle was so focused on COVID. So it wasn't a great opportunity in terms of growing the business. But now so many people who have been doing the program during COVID have become these incredible evangelists for how much it has helped them deal with the stresses and the uncertainty and the challenges that COVID has brought to us. And now they have shared that with so many people that we're seeing just a, an incredible growth rate right now, totally organic with people 
who are hearing about the program for friends, getting, you know, their boss did it. Now they're getting all their leadership team to do it. That's happening a lot. It's a great way because you do it within your home. So you don't even have to necessarily do it outside of your home. So a lot of companies who are still working from home and trying to keep people connected beyond just the workflow, they are prescribing the made for program because it really not only is helping their employees really live better and therefore be more productive and more active in their companies, but it's also bonds people together. I always say that, you know, it's really hard to do the program by yourself. We have a lot of people that do it by themselves, but if you can do it with a friend or, you know, coworker or a spouse, the effectiveness and the fun factor goes way up. Speaking of that, you know, you mentioned the comment that businesses, one of the impact has been negative and now it's turning positive for a lot of people. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that same experience and they want to make an impact on the world right now and they want to make a change. You did an amazing job with that with Tom's. You're doing it for Made For right now. What advice do you give to people of how can you authentically make a difference in this time of need? and not have it come off as a marketing play or a sales ploy or something like that. Yeah, Dave, I'm so glad you asked this question because I think so many companies and CEOs get this totally wrong, to be honest. And you already kind of answered the question by using the word authentic. That word gets thrown around a lot. So I'm sometimes hesitant to use it, but truly I haven't found a better word that better describes how a company can integrate a cause or a mission into their business. It has to be authentic. And usually the way it's most authentic is if it comes from a personal experience that the CEO or the founder had. So obviously, Tom's, I saw many children who were suffering from not having shoes in South America. And that personal story is what led to the initial growth of Tom's and so many people connecting to the brand and the one-for-one movement. And now my experience with you know having some burnout and dealing with the challenges of modern living and looking to science to help me feel better is how we can authentically share that our mission is taken from a personal experience that wants to be shared with the world. And so that's the exact same type of situation. So I really think that it's so critical that there's that personal story, that personal connection from the leader of the organization, if you're going to integrate a cause or a mission into your business. So you, you talked a little bit about burnout and you know your own experience. You know, one of the things that's been coming up a lot is the burnout with kids as well during mm, all of this. Yes. How have yeah. you been doing that with as a parent and a dad with a five-year-old? And I think you said either two or a three-year-old. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. A lot of parents, unfortunately, just hadn't spent that much quality time with their kids. I mean, like, I think we have to say the hard truth there, especially those who are busy executives, you know, or entrepreneurs. So, you know, with me... Because I sold half of Tom's in 2014 when my son was born and I had had a more relaxed work schedule until recently, you know, I had spent quite a bit of time with the kids. And so it wasn't as big of a disruptive force in my life being fully home with them all day, every day. Now, it still was quite disruptive because normally we have a nanny and we did not have our nanny with us during that time. We did have some help, you know, uh, at the house, but, but, you know, the thing is, is we were with the kids a lot. And what I found is the best way to not experience that burnout was to really fully commit to being totally present 
to what you were doing, but being very disciplined with what you were doing. So let me, that might not sound the right, but let me explain a little bit better. The short answer is no multitasking. If you're trying to answer emails on your phone and your two-year-old wants to play with her horses, you're going to feel stressed because you're not being a good dad and you're probably not being a good you know, coworker because you're not giving clear thoughts. So what I found is the best way is to really structure your day and actually be incredibly productive in the work time when you don't have the kids. Now, this only works if you have, you know, either a partner or a wife or some type of, you know, professional help. If you were all by yourself with the kids, then the only time you would get that time would be when they're sleeping, either during naps or early in the morning or the evening. And I really empathize with anyone who had that experience. But in my case, I was actually quarantined with my ex-wife, who's still one of my best friends. And so we were very um, specific about shifts when we would take the kids. Oftentimes, I would take them in the morning. She would do her work and what she needed to do. I would do mine in the afternoon. And so when I'm working, I'm fully working. And when I'm playing the kids, there's no device near me. And my mind is fully immersed in their world. And that creates a lot less stress because you actually feel like you're thriving at both roles in your life. And I think that's a lesson that people can take far beyond COVID. And I highly recommend that you know, to people, you know, that when they think about as they go back to work, really protecting those sacred times, early mornings, evenings, family dinners, weekends, etc. That's great advice for everyone to kind of keep in mind. How else do you think the world is hopefully going to become better as we come out of this? And we've had this kind of eye opening experience in so many ways. You know, one of the great blessings of my life has been through building Tom's. I mean, I traveled to probably 50 or 60 countries and I experienced, you know, all different levels of you know poverty and also economic prosperity. And so I, through that experience, just have this, you know, complete conviction of how connected our world is. What happens in Dallas, Texas ultimately affects someone in Tokyo and vice versa. And so I've tried to build a business that is highly conscious on the impact it's making, not just on, you know, where we're doing business, but on the entire planet and how dependent we are as a global economy with global supply chains on the well-being of all humans on the planet. I think that COVID clearly uh, showed that more than any example, maybe in and definitely in the last hundred years. And so hopefully that mentality is carried forward as we come out of COVID. I think that's especially important for business leaders. So as you kind of come up on uh, you know, month four here, building May 4, uh, what do you think the net rest of the year is going to have in store for you? Well, you know, it's interesting. It's kind of uh, the same as the early days of Tom's. You know, we're growing rapidly. Our members are really excited and enthusiastic. You know, we're seeing lots, as I said, of companies, HR departments contacting us, wanting us to, you know, test it out on different teams. So I think that part of our shift is going to be just, you know, putting some more focus on really serving our members in the corporate community. And then really from a challenge standpoint, it's just, you know, keeping up with uh, our global supply chain and making sure that we can you know, deliver the tools uh, to our members every month. So far, that has been going really smoothly, but I'm not naive. I know when you get rapid growth, that always becomes a pain point. So we're really trying to hire people on that supply chain side, 
really shore up our you know packaging suppliers. So if we do hit another situation like a, an increase of COVID in the fall, that we're well prepared because we know that if it, that does happen, there's going to be even more demand for people to be doing the program when they're still stuck back at home in quarantine. That's perfect. Well, Blake, I can't thank you enough for sitting down and sharing. As I started the conversation, you have one of the more inspirational entrepreneurial stories and can't be more excited that uh, you decide to get up and do it a second time with something that's going to make a tremendous difference in the world. Thank you, Dave. Really enjoy the conversation. I hope you have a great day. Thank you.